Welcome to Sikha this week, Project Lakot Sikhis. We're going to be learning this week Sikha Beis of Parshas Boy in Chelek Yudalef. It's on page 42. Mea Posuk, Vuchol, Bukhoir, Odom, Vanacho, Tifta. Should the Parsha say in this week's Parsha, the mitzvah of Pidyan Aben. We made them be Yerushalmi, the Yerushalmi learns out from this. In addition to the obligation a father has to redeem his son, the mitzvah pidyin aben, as we'll see, and this is the main thing that the sikha discusses, that the father is the one that has the obligation to redeem his son when he's 30 days old. That in addition to this, we learn out from this benoi. if a father did not redeem his son, the son is obligated to redeem himself. When he's older, when he's above bar mitzvah, when he's able to redeem himself. We learn this from this that it says, Adam. That extra word teaches me that every individual is obligated to redeem himself when he can, if his, if his father didn't redeem him. In the Babli, the same halacha is learned out from a different pasik. From the fact that the Torah writes the double expression of Podoi Tifte in Parashas Kairach, where the Torah discusses there all of the details of the Chavdal of Matnes Kahuna. One of them is Pidyan Ben. So from there you learn out that a person in a Bechayr is obligated to redeem himself if his father did not redeem him when he's older. So, Vitzarach Lahavan. The question here is Aleph. What is the difference from which Pasuk we learned this out? This Allah, that if he didn't redeem himself, his father is obligated to redeem him. What is the difference between these two Limudim? Bayes, another question is, Why does the Babli learn it out from the Pasuk of Pade Tifte? And Yerushalmi chooses to learn it out from the Pasik in this week's Parsha. There has to be a specific reason based on their general approach to the understanding of the mitzvah of who is obligated in Pidyan Aben, as the Rebbe will explain, that leads them to the different opinions here of the source from where we learn out that each individual has to do the Pidyan Aben for himself, each Bukhar that is, has to do the Pidyan Aben for himself. So to get to this, there is going to be a pretty lengthy introduction here. Uh, this is also, as you can see, a hadrin on the Sechta Psachim. The Rebbe will um, bring here a few details first regarding these two limudim, and then go to the hadrin on the Sechta Psachim, and then later on we're going to get back to answering the difference between the Babli and the Yerushalmi. But first, let's look a little bit closer at these two limudim here. There's a difference between the mitzvah of Pidyan Ben as it's written in this week's parsha and the way it's recorded in Parshas Kairach. Aleph, the first difference is the parsha Seinu Neamar, Bechol Bechoyr Adam Bivonechotifte, Bechol Bechoyr Bonayefte. So here in this week's parsha, it emphasizes the fact that you're redeeming your son. Before Ishba, so here the Tait is telling you, Shahav. It's the obligation of the father to redeem his son. In Parshas Kairach, the passage just simply says, 
should be redeemed. It doesn't point out anything about the father's obligation for a son. Is another distinction. In our parsha, it comes continuing from the story of Yitzis Mitzrayim, and this is also the reason for this mitzvah. And then Al because of the fact that Eibushter saved all the Yidden the Bechayim at the time of Makas Bechayim, therefore you have the mitzvah of Pidin Aben. That's in this week's parsha. Parshas Kairach, Nema Pidina Ben, Be Parshas Matnas Kohana. In Parshas Kairach, the mitzvah of Pidina Ben is written as one of the Matnas Kohana. Or by Safas Pratim, there's some additional details that the Torah lets us know there. Mi Ben Chaydish, that the child has to be redeemed from a month old. Chamesh is Shkolim, that the amount is five Shkolim. So over there, it's a different context. It's talking about the Matnas Kohana. So about Pizayish Lofarish. So now that we see these differences, we can say, Tam. The difference in the source that if a father did not redeem his son, that he's obligated to redeem himself. So we can see it based on the difference in the context of what these psukim are about in these two parashas. First, let's take a look at what it says at the end of Mesech Tepsachim, where it discusses a detail in the mitzvah of Pidyan Aben. V'sayip Mesechta Psochem Misa. In the end of Mesechta Psochem, the Gemara says as follows, Rapsimloi ikla le Pidyan Aben. Rapsimloi attended a Pidyan Aben. Vaumineh, so they asked him the question, Pshite, it's obvious, al Pidyan Aben, asher kechana b'mitzvah mitzvahnu, al Pidyan Aben, aviyah ben mevarech. On the mitzvah itself, the bracha that you make, al Pidyan Aben for the mitzvah, who makes that bracha? The father. Now, the question was, the bracha of Shechayonu, who makes this bracha? The Kayim makes this bracha, or the father of the son, that's uh, redeeming his son, makes this bracha. And the Gemara explains the two sides to this question. Is the Kayim the one that makes the bracha? The He's the one that's receiving the benefit. He's getting the five coins, the five silver shkolem. Uh, or perhaps the father of the son makes the bracha, the ka'avid mitzvah. He's the one that's performing the mitzvah here. It's his mitzvah to redeem his son, so he should make the bracha shachayana on the opportunity to do this mitzvah. Loi have it Rapsimloi did not have the answer. He came to the Bismedrash to ask this question. Omrulei, they told Rapsimloi, Avia bemavarach shtayim. The father of the son makes both brachas al pidyan aben and shachiyano v'hilchase avi aben mevarich shtayim, and this is the halacha that the father makes both brachas. So this is the conclusion of Masechta Psachim. V'tzarech lahaven. So we need to understand here in this gemara as follows: Harei aboye kaim mevarich avi aben mevarich. The question regarding shachiyano, whether the kaim makes the bracha or the father makes the bracha. Irak ben Egele berchel shechayano. So umam mokim la agdama, or the milsa, the pshita. So what is the introduction and something which is quite obvious? Pshita al pidyan aben chulu avia ben mevarich. That it's obvious that on that bracha the father makes the bracha. If that's obvious and that's not a question, so there's no reason for this introduction to the question of shechayano. 
Why does the Gemara give this introduction? So, Vitzlach asks this question in the Taritz, and he answers as follows. It's only based on looking at the precise wording of the bracha of Pidyan Ben. If you look at exactly the nusach of that bracha, that's the reason why we have a suffix regarding Shachayano. He explains it in two ways. Aleph number one. The bracha is, thank the Ebishter, for al using the term al. Beloy liftais. Not liftais aben. So you look at birches and mitzvahs, there are some mitzvahs that you say al, and there's some that you say le. So over here, the nusach is al. What's the reason? Mulchach, from this it's clear, she'ef she'liftais gam al yidei shliach. That the pidyan aben could be done through a shliach. The father himself doesn't have to do it. He could appoint a shliach to do this. This is based on the Rosh, as the Rebbe points in order 12, that regarding all the mitzvahs, one of the opinions in the Rishayim is the distinction between the Nusach of Al and Le is based on whether it's a mitzvah that could be fulfilled with a Shliach. If it could, then you say Al. But if you could only do it yourself, so then you say Le, indicating that Livdois, that I have that obligation to do this very action. So over here, the Nusach is Al. So the father could appoint a Shliach. So that's the basis of our question here. Who should make the bracha of Shechayonu? Is it the father that makes this bracha? Sometimes he will not be making this bracha. No one will be making this bracha. When? If he appoints a shliach to redeem his son, so then the father is not making the bracha. The shliach, it's not as mitzvah, is not going to make the bracha. The kayin won't make the bracha. So in that scenario, no one will be making the shachayonah. Yet, the father does make the bracha when he's doing the mitzvah. It's his mitzvah he's doing. He's performing, fulfilling his mitzvah. This reason, since if you appoint the shliach, there'll be no bracha here. No one will make the shachayonah. So that leads us to the conclusion that it's better that the Kayin should make the bracha. Sha'az mevarech b'chol pidyin, ma'achar dekamati anol yadei b'chol pam. And then we'll institute that it's the Kayin that always makes the bracha by every pidyin aben. He's the one that's getting a benefit here, and he's making the bracha of shechayanu for that hano that he's receiving in this mitzvah. That's the basis of the question that comes out from seeing the nusach of al al pidyin aben. That's one way he explains it. Bayes, another way of explaining it, similar. Hanusach al pidyin the word of al al pidyin aben, mechiach proves she'ain mitzvah sa pidyin nasas v'nigmeres aydiya via ben lochod. This is not a mitzvah that is completed with the father of the son that has this obligation alone. Kiyim b'siyua koyin shemakabel apidyin. He could only fulfill the mitzvah with the assistance of the koyin. The koyin has to receive the money in order for the Redemption of his son to be complete. So this is another opinion that the Rebbe is bringing from the Rivosh, as he points in Auto 14, another opinion of the word Al. Al refers to a mitzvah that you can't complete alone, you have to do it with someone else. So that's the basis of the question. Who makes the bracha? This is a mitzvah that's performed through the participation of both of them. 
And besides that, the Kayin also gets a Hana in this mitzvah, so perhaps he should make the bracha of Shechiyano. So according to both of these pshatim, Tzlach is saying that it's the word Al in the Nusach of the bracha Pidyan Ben that leads to the question regarding Shechiyano. Avol says that Rebbe as follows, Yisoyed Pirush the basis of this explanation, it's only because of this one word in the Nusach of the Bracha, Al is not fit well into the words of the Gemara itself as it's there, as we see in the continuation of the words in the Gemara. And for a few reasons, Aleph, number one, from the contrast, the Gemara says, Pshit, uh, it's obvious that the Bracha Pidina Ben, who makes the Bracha the Father. Then, Then we have the question regarding Shechayonu, who makes the Bracha, the Kayin or the Father. So, from this contrast, The Bracha of Pidina Ben, it's obvious, it's simple that he makes the bracha, and the reason it's obvious he makes the bracha, it's his mitzvah, and now the question is regarding the bracha of Shechayonu, who makes that bracha? So it's a contrast in the same minion over here, of who's the one that makes the bracha, because it's obvious that the father that has the mitzvah makes the bracha, so that's what brings us to the ibaya of whether he should make the Shechayonu or not. However, according to the Tzlach, it's not related in that way at all. According to the Tzlach, it's just the fact that the nusach of the bracha of Al indicates this detail that it can be done through a shliach or that it has the participation of the kayin. So it's really a, a side point. It's the point about the Al that is the basis of the question, not in the flow like we see in the Gemara, pshite, oy, that it's the um, pshite that over here he makes the bracha and that brings us over here the question regarding the bracha of Shechayana. Beis, another point here is, If the whole emphasis in the Gemara is not about the fact that it's the father that makes that bracha, so now we have a question, does he make the next bracha? But rather, the only thing that we're bringing the bracha of Pidyan Aben is because of this nusach of the word Al. And Cain, if so... It should have been written in the Gemara in the opposite, so you would see what the main emphasis here is. It's obvious that the father makes the bracha al ben. So over here, in this, if you write it in this way, so you would see that you're focusing on the nusach of al ben. But not the way the Gemara says it. It's obvious, this bracha, who? Who makes this bracha? The father. So the way it's written by us, it's the mashma, the lenoch siladaik ba bracha. We're not looking at the precise wording of the bracha. Elami hu ha mevarech. The bracha, we're looking at what we're looking at in this bracha is, who? Who is the one that makes the bracha? And because it's obvious that the father makes the bracha pidin aben, that's the reason why we have a suffix regarding the shachayonim. But we're not looking at the word of al at all. It's not mashma like that in the Gemara. Gimel, besides all of this, according to the Pshara de Tzlach, Havalei Lameima Bekitzer. The Gemara should have just said very concisely, Kivendal Pidyan Aben, Mavarach Pidyan Aben, 
So now Baruch Shachayanacholo, Kayim Avadacholo. So since the bracha here is Al Pidyan Aben, so now the question is regarding Shachayan. In other words, in the Pshita, there's no reason to bring up Bachalal, the whole lineage of the that the father makes the bracha. None of that. Just it's the word Al Pidyan Aben. So the Gemara should have just said Al Pidyan Aben. That's one bracha. Now the question is, what's with Shachayanu? The whole question is based on the Al Pidyan Aben. This brings us back to our original question. What's the reason for the introduction of the Gemara that the father makes the bracha al Ben? So that's the, que- the basic question of the Sikha that the Rebbe will explain. We could also ask in the conclusion of this uh, subject, the very last words of the Masechta, the way they uh, explained it to Rab Samloi was that the father makes both brachas. Is it necessary for the Gemara to count it for me? Why is the Gemara giving me that number? And also the question is We didn't even have a question about both brachas. We only had a question about the Shachiyonu. That should have been the uh, answer of the Gemara. That regarding Shachiyonu, the father makes the bracha. Why is even mentioning the other bracha, both together, Shtayim? There's no question about the other bracha. So this is a similar question to the previous question. We see in the Gemara, both in the question and in the answer, that Shachiyonu and the bracha al pidyan aben that the father makes are related to each other. So what's the connection between them? Um, There's another question here. What's the connection of this subject of pidyan aben to the conclusion of mesech tepsachem? Since before this, the Gemara was discussing two brachas by one person with one's inyan that are dependent on each other. And what was that? Pesach, the Zevach, Pesach, was discussing the bracha of the carbon Pesach and the carbon Chagige that comes together with the carbon Pesach. So therefore, So he brings over another question regarding two brachas, saying that these two brachas go together and that the father makes both brachas. So it's sort of not really related, but it's just another example of two brachas. We can say this regarding the Gemara. The Gemara does this many times. The question still remains regarding the Rif and the Rosh. They also bring this halacha in Mesech Tepsachim. So their style is that they bring the halachas, they collect halachas from other places in Shas and insert it into that Mesechta where those halachas are relevant, that are connected to the theme of that Mesechta. So over here, this detail about Pidyan Aben, they should have brought in Mesechta Bechayris, not over here at the conclusion of Mesechta Psachim. Elevadai shedin anal b'Pidyan Aben, yesh le'shaychis miyuchedes le'Mesechta Psachim. So it has to have a unique connection to Mesechta Psachim 
that not only the Gemara brings it here, but even the Rif and the Rosh as well bring it here at the conclusion of Masech B'Psachim. So, Ba'avir B'cholzeh. So to explain all of this is as follows. The mitzvah of Pidina Ben has three participants. Avia Ben, the father redeeming his son. Ben Anifted, the child, the baby that's being redeemed. And the Kayin receiving the money uh, that uh, will then bring about the redemption of this child. So the Hine Eshtat Vesakayin Bezeshem Akabal Dmea Pidyan. The participation of the Kayin when he receives the money by the Zen Niftah Bechayr. And this uh, brings the opinion of the Bechayr. Ain in Yono, Sha'olov, Hutal Achiyov, Liftas Bechayr Misra. So it is, it's obvious he has no obligation to see to it that this Yid be, is, is going to be redeemed. Elushu Chaylek Hotnai, the Mitzvah Sapidia. It's a part or a condition of this Mitzvah. It's not just enough to designate the five coins that will be given to the Kayin, but it has to actually reach to the hands of the Kayin, and only then is the Pidyan enacted. But that's, he has no obligation. It's just that it's a condition or part of how the mitzvah is fulfilled. Now, however, the other two participants, the father and the son, Yeshloim Avebezefanim. This could be interpreted in one of two ways. Aleph, either we could say, The mitzvah of this pidyan ben, who does it really lie upon? On the b'chayr himself, on the son himself. Since he can't redeem himself at that age, when he's 30 days old. When the mitzvah takes effect. So the Torah places the mitzvah upon the father, and he has to take his son's place, and he fulfills the mitzvah for him. So really, it's the son's mitzvah. But at that time, when the mitzvah takes effect, the father fulfills the mitzvah for his son. Or we can say, no. The mitzvah is originally given for the father. It's not a mitzvah of the son, which is now the father's obligation to fulfill for him. No, this is the father's mitzvah, to perform this mitzvah for his child or in, in his child by redeeming him. Mitzvah sapidian, he mitzvah sahab. This is the father's mitzvah, to redeem his son. It's not the mitzvah of the child at all. In the Oris, the Rebbe points out, you have a similar shayla regarding Prismila, regarding other things, regarding Lumadatayra and so on. But here we're focusing on Pidyan Ben. Whose mitzvah is this? Is it the B'chayr's mitzvah, the Ben's mitzvah? The father's fulfilling it in his place at that time when he can't do it himself? Or is it originally the father's mitzvah? It's the father's mitzvah to redeem his son. So the difference between these two Oifanim is If the father did not redeem his son until the son becomes older. So at this point, upon who does it lie to redeem him? If we'll follow the first way, the obligation is on the son himself, on the Bukhair, at this point, he's older. He's already fit and he's obligated to redeem himself. So, 
So now the obligation and the privilege of the father to redeem his son is removed. He only had it because technically his son could not do the redemption. So the Torah made him the shliach for his son. But once the son is mature enough and he's able to redeem himself, so then the chiv of the father is removed. Aval, however, in Neymar, it will say, the obligation here is upon the father. So that obligation that the father has, which is his, it's originally his. So even after the son becomes older, so that, that obligation remains upon the father. It's still his obligation. It's still his mitzvah. However, in addition, in addition to the father having that obligation, if the father doesn't redeem him, so then the uh, son has to redeem himself as well. But the obligation of the father doesn't go anywhere. There's no reason that it should change or move. That's that's his mitzvah, so his mitzvah remains. So this is the two basic interpretations and understanding. Who is the one that has the obligation of the mitzvah of Pidyan Aben? This explains the difference between the Babli and the Yerushalmi in the source of this halach and the Pasik that when the son is older, he has to redeem himself. According to the Yerushalmi, that this halach, that the father does not redeem him, he has to redeem himself. It's learned out from the very same Pasik that we learn out that he has to read that the father has to redeem him. So from there we also learn out that he has to redeem himself. meaning In the very same Pasik, the obligation of a father to redeem him son, the son, and the obligation of the son to redeem himself, it's all in the same Pasik. So Mustaver, it's logical to say what this shows is that this mitzvah is really the obligation of the son. And it's from the son that has the obligation to be redeemed. And he can't. So from this comes the obligation of the father. Since he has to be redeemed when he's still young, 30 days old. So he can't redeem himself. So the Torah is saying that the father should take the place of the son. The point is that it's all learned out from the same Pasek. If it's learned from the same Pasek, so it's really one Chiyov. It's one Chiyov that the son has to redeem himself. At the age that he can't do it, so the father is appointed or obligated to do it for him. When he can, so automatically he has to do it for himself, and then the father has no obligation anymore. That's according to the Yishalmi. But according to the Bavli, so this Allah here, that the son has to redeem himself if the father didn't redeem him. It's learned out from a completely different Pasik. And it's only written there as a detail in a different parsha where it talks about all of the matnas kohona. It's not learned from the same place in the parasha of Pidyan Aben 
the original place where it writes the mitzvah of Pidyan Aben, where the Torah says that it lies upon the father. Two different psukim, two completely different parshas. There's the main parsha of Pidyan Aben, and then in another place as a detail in parshas Kairach with all Matnas Kohana. So Mizam Mochach from this is clear. The obligation the father has to redeem the son, and the obligation that the son has, the Bechayr has to redeem himself, have nothing to do with each other. These are two different obligations. We're learning it out from an additional Pasik in a different place in the Torah. That the son could also redeem himself when he gets older. These are two different obligations. So Yisemet is meaning as follows. The obligation of Pidyan Ben is the father's. It's not the father taking the place of the son. It's the father's mitzvah. When the Bukhair himself becomes older, nothing changes, nothing removes from the original obligation. The obligation of the father his uh, privilege to do this mitzvah is not removed. Why should we say that his mitzvah is removed? Now the son is bar mitzvah. He's obligated in all mitzvahs. In a case where the father didn't re- redeem the son, and uh, for sure if the father doesn't want to redeem the son, so now the son has an obligation to redeem himself, but they're, they're both obligated. The father is still obligated to redeem his son, but if for whatever reason the father is not fulfilling his mitzvah, so the son has to redeem himself. It's two separate in Yonim, two separate points of here. That's what the, the Babli's opinion is. Okay, so we can see how the difference in the source of the drasha, it's not just a question of this pasik or that pasik, but it's a difference in the in the Gedar, in the uh, definition of the obligation of a father to redeem his son. And the conclusion here is that the Bavli's opinion is that it's really the father's own obligation. And even later, when the son becomes a godl, the father still has that obligation. There's no reason to say that it's removed. There's another Pasik in a different place saying that the son gets an obligation, but it doesn't affect the, uh, father, the father's original obligation. So, V'al-Pizet, this answers our question regarding the uh, theme of the Mesechte, Tam, Agdome, and the reason for the Gemara's introduction, that that it's obvious that the father makes this bracha. Why is the Gemara giving this introduction? It's only through this introduction that we could understand the basis of our question regarding Shechayonah. Why is that? So, Hadiyuku, the thing to pay attention over here is, is as follows. Kivin the pshita. The Gemara uses the term pshita. It's obvious. What does that mean, obvious? Not only that it's obvious halacha, but also that this is obvious beli kolt noyim. There are no differences, no conditions for this, but it's always going to be the case. The father is always the one that makes the bracha, meaning, gam even if the, the ben, the b'chayr himself, is already over bar mitzvah, and he technically has his own obligation to redeem himself. But yet, if the father is redeeming him, then the father makes the bracha. It's still his mitzvah. 
as we have concluded before, this is based on the opinion of the Bavli, that the father always has the obligation to redeem his son, even later, after he's a god already. Kalaima, meaning as follows. If the father would not be making this bracha when the son is already older, the son would be making this bracha. At that point, it's the obligation of the ben, of the b'chayr himself. The father is taking the place of the son only when he's younger, when the son can't do it. So then, the Gemara would not have a question about who makes the Shechiyon. Regarding the Pidyon, when it's being done, when the son is still a baby. It would be obvious that the Kayim would make the Bracha Shechiyon. He's making the Bracha of Shechiyon for a Hana that he's receiving. It says Hana, he gets the five Shkolem. There'd be no place to say that the father of the son has to make this bracha. If you're going to interpret it this way, which is the way the Yerushalmi learns, that it's really the son's mitzvah. The father is only doing it for him as long as the son can't do it for himself. So then it's not the father's mitzvah. He has the obligation at this point to do the mitzvah for his son. So, so therefore he doesn't have to make a bracha shachiyonu on this. The kayin. The Kayin should make the Bracha Shachiyana because he himself is receiving the five Shkalim of the Pidyan Aben. Val Derech, similar to the halacha that we find, If you do a mitzvah as a shliach for someone else, you don't make a Bracha of Shachiyana. So over here, the father is a shliach for his son. So he doesn't make, he wouldn't make the mitzvah, he wouldn't make the Bracha of Shachiyana that is. The Rebbe says it's al derech. It's not exactly the same thing. Because here the father has an obligation. The example that Rebbe is bringing is in a case where a shliach doesn't have an obligation necessarily. But nevertheless, it's the son's mitzvah. The father is doing the son's mitzvah. And the kayin himself is the one that's receiving this money that he gets the hanah of this mitzvah. So the kayin should be the one making shechiyana. There would be no question about this. But this is all if he would be following the approach of the Yerushalmi, that it's the son's mitzvah. So that's where the Gemara gives an introduction. Aval, however, this bracha is always the bracha that the father makes. So from this it's clear that it's really even when the son is a cotton, it's always the father's mitzvah, it remains the father's mitzvah. So therefore we have the question. Who should make the brach of Shachayano? The father of the Kayin. Since they're both equal, seemingly they're equal. Should the father make the brach? He's the one that's performing a mitzvah. It's his mitzvah. It's him that the Ebesheh gave the schos of this mitzvah that comes from time to time. So he has to make a shechayana. Oi, or, shar kayin yivarech. Is it the kayin that makes the bracha? Kivin the mati hana leyadeh. Because the hana is coming to the kayin, he's receiving the five uh, coins. V'chol simchis levav abal adam chulu chayv levarech alav. 
a joy of something that comes to a person, especially a joy like this, so you have to make a bracha for this. So there's, there's a reason for both. If the father is mitzvah, so there's a reason he should make the bracha, and there's a reason the kain should make the bracha shachiyano, because he's getting the, uh, the hana of the money of the mitzvah that brings him a simcha. That's the basis of the question. So we could only have the, this question according to the Bavli's opinion, that it really is the father's mitzvah. So now in the parentheses here, the Rebbe Bavarans a question. Now if this is the point here, that there's a reason for the father to make the shachiyano, and there's a reason for the kain to make shachiyano, so can you varuch shneim shachiyano? Why, why do we mind to have both of them make the bracha of shachiyano? Avia ben alanasina mitzad aschos mitzad schos a mitzvah. The father makes the bracha for the schos of the mitzvah. Our kain ala kabbalah, and the kain for receiving the money. Mishum demati anol yaday. He gets the anol of this money. So that explains no. That's not an option. Yeshloimar. We can explain as follows. Miyacha shenaktino. You don't make a bracha shachayano on any ano that you get. It has to be something that's important, that's unique. A new house, a new garment, and so and similar. So over here as well. The kain is not making the bracha of shachayano for receiving some money, for receiving just uh, five sloyim. That's not what the bracha is. It's the bracha of the hana of the five sloyim that are pidina ben money. The mitzvah of pidina ben, that is we having this chos to receive this money because of the pidina ben. And it's the fact that it's money of a mitzvah. Even though it's the father's mitzvah. That's what gives this hana of this money a special chshivas, a special importance or a special level that you would make a bracha on this hana that's not just any kind of hana. Now, if so, if the father is the one that makes the bracha shachiyanu, that we're suggesting that let them both make the bracha. But once the father makes the bracha shachiyanu and he's making the bracha on the very mitzvah itself that he is fulfilling, there's no room for the kain now to come along and also make a brach of shechayonu, only in connection to the fact that he's getting the money which got its chshivis from the mitzvah. On the, on the very mitzvah itself, the father already made a bracha. So the kain now that would make the bracha, that would be tofel, that's secondary to the main mitzvah that the bracha of shechayonu was already made. So therefore, he can't make the bracha now. At this point, if the kain would be making the bracha, his bracha would only be just on the on the money, on the bracha aspect, on the very mitzvah itself, the, on the mitzvah aspect that is of this money. Now that already the father made the bracha, so therefore the kain cannot now make a bracha shachiyanu on a secondary aspect of this mitzvah that it gives a chashivus to the money. So therefore, the gemara's question, however, is: Should I say that the father makes the bracha because it's his mitzvah, or no? Only the Kayin makes the bracha because of the money that he gets, which has a chshivis, because of the mitzvah, and he's getting a hana, and it's a special hana. That's the Gemara's question. But it's, it's not an option that they should mo- both make a bracha of shachiyana. So with this, we could also understand the Lashen that the Gemara says. After this question was asked in the Bismedrish. 
Omrulei, they told him, Avi Abem Vavarach Shtayim. The father makes both brachas. Oloidayim lifshot is Abayu Lavada. They didn't just answer regarding Shechiyonu. Shavi Abem Vavarach Shechiyonu. Lahadgish, the tam, the hatam, echad hu That it's the same reason for both of them. The fact that the father makes Avtidin Aben, the fact that the father makes Shechiyonu, it's the same reason for both of them. Sheikir mitzvah pidyin aben delay he. The mitzvah pidyin aben is his mitzvah. Deloi shaba b'mokim aben. The father is not taking the place of the son. Ulochem b'varach pidyin aben gam kishiyesh mokim lechiyav al aben. He makes the bracha even when the son is a godl and the son can do the mitzvah himself. Yet, if the father is doing the mitzvah for the son, the father makes the bracha. That's regarding the bracha pidyin aben. And the same thing also regarding shachiyano. The pshat and the answer is What we're saying here is Shechayonu belongs to the father. Just like the bracha al Aben belongs to the father, Shechayonu belongs to the father as well. Therefore he makes the bracha after although the kain receives a as well. So there's a reason to say that the kain should make the bracha. But nevertheless, no. What we're saying is that the father makes the bracha. Just like we're saying regarding the bracha of Al Pidyan Aben. There's a reason for the son to make it, because he's obligated as well, but now that the father is doing the mitzvah, he makes the bracha. Same with Shechayonu. There is a reason for the Kayin to make it, but nevertheless, the reason for the father to make it is a stronger reason, so we give it to the father, the bracha of Shechayonu. So, whatever clarifies here further, now to explain, how else would I interpret the Gemara's conclusion that the father makes the Shechayonu and not the Kayin? If the Gemara would simply say, that the father of the son makes the bracha shechiyonu, I would not know what the basis for this is. Then I would think to say, Maybe I would say the reason is, because really the hana of the kayin is not significant enough. In other words, the reason is not because the father has more of a reason to make the Shechayonah than the Kayin, but rather, there is not enough of a reason for the Kayin to make the Shechayonah. The, the, the level of Anah that he receives is not enough. That would be the reason. As we pointed out before, you don't make a bracha of Shechayonah unless it's something significant, like a new house. A Kayin doesn't make a bracha of Shechayonah on all, all of the different, different matnas kohana that he receives. So if the Gemara would simply say that the father makes a Shechayonu, I would just think that the Gemara is saying that the Hanah of the Kain is not significant enough. So therefore the Gemara says, no, no, the Hanah of the Kain is significant. However, the father's mitzvah is more powerful, and therefore the father makes the bracha just like it is with the bracha of al Pidina Ben. So that clarifies the basis of why we're saying that the father makes the bracha of Shechayonu. In order 37, the Rebbe has a beautiful nafkemina regarding a suffix, Bachayr, there would be enough community between these two ways of explaining why the father makes the brach of Shechayonu. Take a look at Article 37. Okay, so this explains both the introduction of the Gemara, why it began with the Pshita. The Gemara had to give that introduction that the Pidyan Aben is really the father's mitzvah. And also, in the answer, when it says Shtayim, it's to clarify exactly what's the Pshat in the response that the father makes the bracha of Shechayonu. That it is similar to the fact that the father makes the bracha of Al Pidyan Aben. Now the Rebbe comes back to explain the connection to Masech de Psachim. First the Rebbe will explain it in general, and then in connection to what we're learning here in the Sikha, the Rebbe will explain another detail that we can see here in the connection. 
when it writes the mitzvah Pidin Aben, where is the mitzvah brought? It's brought in continuation of the reason and the cause of the mitzvah after it speaks about Itzias Mitzrayim, as the Pasuk says. And then Vehitzel is Beni Bechayri Yisrael, the Abisha saves the Bechayrim of the Eden. Every father has to redeem his Bechayr. Uh, that's the way it's brought in the Chomish. So I'll tell you how to say it in the Pesach of Pesachim. The same is also with the Pesach of Pesachim. What is the name Pesachim? Sheikroi v'toichnoi shala Pesach. What is the name Pesachim or Pesach? Asher Pesach al-Bateh b'nei Yisrael b'Mitzrayim. The fact that Ebrister jumped over the Jewish houses. B'nokvayis b'Mitzrayim b'Makas B'chayris. At the time of Makas B'chayris. Bes B'chayris v'tainu Hitzel. And Hashem saved us in our homes. So, this is the reason for the mitzvah of Pidyan Aben. So, therefore, Pidyan Aben is brought at the conclusion of the Mesechta of Mesechta Psachim. In the connection to the Mesechta. So, now we can see a connection here also. In what we explained before regarding this, that the father is the one that makes Shechiyano. Kiven Shatzolas Beni Bechayri Yisrael. Who is the one that saves the Yidin, the Bechayrim? This is the whole reason for the mitzvah. It's the Ebishter. The Ebishter takes us out of Mitzrayim. Kodesh Baruch Hu Ma'atzmoi Pado Benoi Bechayri Me'aretz Mitzrayim. The Ebishter himself comes to redeem the Yidin. So Mizem move on. Shegam ba Mesuve be mitzvahs pidin aben ha mitzvah hi ala av liftoyz benayi b'chayray. So therefore, and when it comes out in the mitzvah as well, this mitzvah is unique in the sense that although the whole mitzvah is with the b'chayr to redeem the b'chayr, but yet according to the Bavli's opinion, whose mitzvah is it? It's the father's mitzvah. And even when the b'chayr becomes a gadol, it remains the father's mitzvah. Why is it that way? Because that's the reason and the source of the mitzvah. The way it was by Yitzis and Tzrayim, that the Ebishter redeems Yidin from Mitzrayim. So it's the same with the mitzvah of Pidyan Aben. So that's the connection to the Mesechte, Psachim, and the similarity to the way it is by Yitzis Mitzrayim. Okay, this is the conclusion of the Nigla part of the Sikha. So now we come to the uh, section of the Sikha where the Rebbe will discuss the whole Siyam al Pichsidis. And there's a beautiful, beautiful chat that the Rebbe here will explain uh, the mitzvah of Pidyan Aben regarding redeeming the Eden, the father, the Eidishter, redeeming the Eden from Golis. Based on all of this, we could explain this on a deeper level. The Eidishter redeeming his firstborn children, the Eden, from this Golis that we're in right now. Shaharei chukov mishpatov liyisrael chulu. All mitzvahs that Ebeshter gives to the Yidin, who oise ba'atzmai, the Ebeshter fulfills himself. Ubevadai yekayim ha-Kadosh Baruch Hu mitzvahs pidin ha-Ben. Definitely the Ebeshter will fulfill the mitzvah pidin ha-Ben of redeeming us from Golis. The Rebbe points to a medrash where it uh, relates the mitzvah pidin ha-Ben to the Ebeshter redeeming the Yidin. 
So the Rabbi begins with the name of the Amayda here that is the one that brought up the, the question, or the question was brought up to him. The beginning of the last section of the Masechte is Rapsamlai. Who's the one that uh, this question was asked to? To Rapsamlai. So the Rabbi first brings to us another Gemara where Rapsamlai says uh, an important statement regarding davening. He's the one that said, and says the Psaq Alacha, a person should always first arrange and speak the praise of Hashem, and then he should ask for what he needs. When you praise the Eivishter, there are two main details. What's revealed to us and what's concealed. We can see this in the Nusach of every single Bracha. Baruch Aton. So Aton means direct. That's what's revealed. And Asher Kechono. Then we say the Ebesha sanctified us. Aton is L'Noichach. When you speak to someone directly. That's Benigla. That's what it's revealed. Or in the language of Chassidus. And then the Kechono is Benister. Kechono is a holiness of the Ebesha that he has sanctified us. Which comes from a concealed place. That's praising the Eibishter uh, as far as his existence that's totally above the system of creation. So those are the two things that are included in praise. Nigla and Ister, Mamala and Seivif. Praising the Eibishter has to be a few times a day. Regarding the main thing that we do, which is regarding davening. Whenever we daven, first we praise the Eibishter, Baruch Hashem, and then only afterwards do we go on to the things in Shemayin that we ask for our own needs. So move on, since this is something which Rab Simloi said, and this is something that we do every day, a few times a day, that when Rab Simloi was discussing, or there was a matter that the Gemara brings up regarding Rab Simloi on this uh, subject, so he was discussing the two, pra- two levels of praise of the Eibishter, the level of praise in Nigla and the level of praise in Nister, as the Rebbe will explain. Olachayin, therefore, kashe ikla l'pidyin ha'ben, when he attended l'pidyin ha'ben, ikla l'yodeh gamken shakalavetaria ha'shayach gam l'nidin zeh. So he comes also to a discussion that's related to the two levels of praise. Dugmas l'pidyin ha'ben, d'ubdusha b'shas, so, like in this story, the story that the Gemara brings, the discussion that he has here is really also a discussion regarding redeeming the Yid, the B'ni B'chayri Yisrael. Redeeming Yidin in our generation, where at the time of Ikvis of the Meshichah, it's clear from the conclusion of Mesech the we're living now in this time period of Pidyan Aben, where Eivish is about to come and reveal his children. So this is really what Rav Simloi is uh, discussing. How is the Geula going to come about? How is this Pidyan Aben from the Eivish that comes to redeem the Yidin going to happen? And he continues in the Seum of the Masechta, the Seum of the Golas really, discussing this time of the Seum of the Golas. And he says, that bracha, the and the Rebbe will here explain it beautifully 
the relevance of these two brachas as it relates to the Yevish, the redeeming Yidin from Golis. Who? The difference in the two personalities, Av and Kayin, when it comes in relation to the Abishter, is as follows. Av is an expression that relates to the Abishter that's above Ishtalshalus. Av is the Altarebbe says in Tanya, refers to Chachmeh. This uh, refers to the fact that Taita preceded the world. Which is also hinted in the expression of I teach you wisdom. Chachmah refers to the existence of the Abisha that's higher, above, removed of the uh, world. So this refers to the praise, Benister, that I never mentioned before. That's the level of Av. Kayin, Kayin refers to the level that comes into Ishtalshalus. Chesed is kindness, giving, sharing, where there's an other that exists that you relate and communicate and give to someone else. That's Kayin. So, so now, the Gemara begins and says, it's obvious. What does this mean? Baracha is meloshin hamshacha. Baracha means to draw down. The very Gula itself, where does it come from? It comes and it'll be drawn down from a place of Av, from the Father, from a place which is totally removed of Ishtalshalim. Just like it was the first time. The Ebishter himself comes and redeems the Eden. If you wanted to look and scrutinize and see the level Yidin are on, you would conclude and say that Yidin are not worthy to be redeemed. But yet, none of that mattered. Because the source of the Gola is from the Abishter himself. It's beyond all of those calculations. So, how much more so is this true? The Gola Ashlein and the Gola Sein now being redeemed from our Golas. The Dava Pasha to its obvious, Shabbat Yaseinu, Gola Seinu, Tia, Ayyah Minu Shabbashamayim, Chloydoi Vatsmei. Our Father in Heaven, the Abishter himself, comes, Shalomayim, and say, the Rishdalshlus. That's Pashat. That's the source of the Giyola. However, what's the question? And the Rebbe emphasizes this man, drawing down the Giyola into the framework of time. Meaning, Loi b'mekaira b'sharsha, so here, we're not anymore discussing the source of where the Gula comes from. How it comes down here below. So here the question is, who makes this bracha? Is it the Kayin that receives the Hanah? Or the father of the son that does the mitzvah? And the Rebbe will explain these two reasons as it relates to the Eibishter. So one side of this question is that it's the kain. What does this mean? Yes, the source of the gula comes from a very high place, but drawing it down into the world comes through chesed, which is the kain. Because bringing down the gula here into this world. It will manifest in the world through Seder Shalos, through Chesed. And the reason the Gemara gives for this, 
the Kamati Anali Yadei. This is the Hana that he, the Kayin, receives, which refers here to the Abishta, meaning Sharei Shchinta Begalusa. The Shchin is also in Galus, which is Madregas Elokos Memalakalamen. Shchin refers to Memalakalamen. Shehi Kaviyachol Begalus. Memalakalamen experiences Kaviyachol the Galus together with Yidin. Kamei Merazal, as the Medrash says, Galul Edoim Shchini Moim. Yidin and Arngalus, the Abishta is with them. Uba Gula Nema Beshava Vaylekacho Es Shvuscha. The Abishta returns himself. This is the Hana, meaning that level of Shechina that's here in cloth in the world, that's the level that's getting redeemed together with the Yidin. It's the Abishter, that's the Kayin, that's being redeemed along with Yidin. So this is the Chesed that draws it down into the framework of Seder Ishtal Shalos, and that the Shechina, which is Mamalakalam, together with the Yidin, should be redeemed. Another point here is in The whole one of the things of the Geula is also the fact that it's a Hana, the Toschar. It's a reward, it's a payment. That comes, that this Schar comes to Yidin through redeeming them. So therefore, it's possible that the Geula will come through the garments of nature even though the gula is going to come from a very high place, however, has to come to the recipient, to the Eden, that they should be able to benefit from this reward. Over here, the matiyano is that the Eden can benefit from this gula. That's one approach. So therefore, it's the kayin that we relate the bracha of shachiyon al zman. In other words, the bringing down the gula into the world, into time, is connected to the Kayin, which is the Hamshachi and Chesed and Eshtal Shalos. On the other hand, Svara, there's a Svara to say, Sha'aviyah ben Mavarech, that it's the uh, father of the son that, making the, that makes the bracha, which means, Shagam Hamshachaso, Pulasa Shalakula, Bizman Nazeh, Tiyali De'a'ab, Avinashib HaShamayim. Even bringing down the Gula into the world, not only the source of the Gula, but even drawing it down into the world, also comes from our Father in Heaven from a very high place, from the Ebishter himself. And Batam, and the reason is the Ka'ovid Mitzvah, because of the Mitzvah. And the Rebbe explains what this means regarding the Ebishter. The idea of the Gola is not just the Hana, the benefit that the recipient gets from this, that the Eden received this revelation of the Gola in this world. Not only the very redemption itself, the source from where it comes from, but also the revelation of it is part and parcel of what the goal is about. It's part of the Abish's mitzvah. In other words, it's not just for us, but part of the very the very source of the Gola is the revelation of the Gola is also relevant for the Gola itself, which is a subject that the Rebbe explains in another sicha, as it's explained in, and as it's pointed to in Ara 63. So even the Giloi of the Gola is part of the very Gula itself that comes from a very high place. So it's the Eivishter himself, not only the source of the Gula, but the Hamshach of the Gula into time also comes from Av, from the Eivishter himself. It's his mitzvahs. It's, it's a chalik of the shleimus of the Eivishter's Gula that he brings to the world. That's the question of the Gemara. 
and the Gemara gives the answer that the father makes both brachas. Redeeming the Eden is the Yebish's mitzvah, our father in heaven. Just like the source and the beginning of where the Gula comes from, it's from a very high place. Bringing it down into the world will also be through our Father. Which means, it will not pass through and get affected by the laws of nature. It will all happen in one moment. With kindness and with mercy. And it'll come down and be experienced even in the physical pleasure of even the physical body. Every aspect of the Gyula, from the beginning and its entire Amshacha to the lowest end of the Amshacha, it's all Aviyaben. It's all the Abishter's doing, it's the Abishter himself bringing this down in this way. This is also hinted in the connection of the Mesechta. In addition to what we said before, that it's the Abisha that redeems Yidin, there's also a hint there that's relevant for the Gola Asida, which is Shepesach, the Abisha has mercy. I have mercy. That redeeming the Eden, it comes down and it will be revealed even in a translation, which means in the language and in the garments of the world. Not just the source of the Gula, but even the way it manifests in this world will also come down directly like a father that's giving something to a child and it will not have to go through any of the hardships that the laws of nature would present to this, but it will go in a very merciful and kind way, like a father. This answer was given in the Bismedrish and in the place where it's the four Amas of learning but then the Gemara concludes and repeats it again, that the Halach is that the father makes both brachas, meaning hints to the fact that it's brought down also into halacha, which is learned out from halichas oilam, bringing it into the ways of the world. Which means the very redemption of Yidin. And also the way it's going to enter into this world, into the lowest place of the world, will also happen directly from the Eibishter not be affected by Ishtal Shalos at all. Like a jump. That's an additional translation of the word of Pasach, that David jumps. It'll all come in a way that it'll not at all pay attention to this whole Teva. Open and revealed good in the Karev Mamesh, speedily in our days.